Good day everyone and welcome to today's Living Life. Welcome to the month of August and uh, it's amazing how quickly the year can pass. And um, you know, I have the wonderful opportunity to begin the book of Philippians. It is one of my favorite books. Uh, it's a book that I personally cherish and I try to learn a lot from uh, every time I read it and every time I come to it. It is one of my most often quoted books uh, whenever I teach anything in anywhere as well. So it's a wonderful opportunity to begin uh, the letter of Philippians. And as I begin, um, you know, I'm a pastor and, uh, you know, in Australia, um, we like to make fun of people. We like to think of ourselves as having a good sense of humor. Uh, not everyone agrees with that statement. A lot of people think um, what kind of mean, uh, but, you know, we think of it as sense of humor, what other people think of as mean and sarcastic. But we are definitely sarcastic. But um, I like to make fun of people, including myself, right? I have to say, including and beginning with myself. And um, with pastors, I've noticed uh, some pastors, uh, that when they introduce themselves, they make a slip, a grammatical slip uh, that I don't know if they are all aware of. You know, not everyone, some, but they say, when they introduce themselves, they say, hi, my name is, or from the pulpit or stage, or whatever they say, my name is Pastor Daniel Park, right? Now, it doesn't sound like anything, but it's technically wrong because pastor is a title. I mean, would you say, my name is Dr. So-and-so, right? I guess you could, but it, to me, it just sounds a little bit silly, as in like to put your title there, you know, my name is President so-and-so. I mean, you, you wouldn't do that, right? That's your title. But a lot of people make that slip, and I'm pretty sure I've done it a couple of times as well, and then I'm trying not to, right? Because I kind of make fun of other people who do that. But anyway, so the way people introduce themselves often can say a lot about themselves and about what they hold dear, uh, how they even see themselves as well. Because, like I said, it's a slip, uh, usually sometimes just a grammatical or an English proficiency thing as well. But at the same time, there's a danger and there's a possibility that the title of pastor leads to more of their identity than it needs to be possibly. So we're going to start here. Let's read the passage first, and then we'll continue. Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. 
God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So there is a lot in an introduction indeed especially when it comes to Paul, right? And I've heard of Pastor John Piper, I'm sure you've heard of him, um, doing a whole one-hour sermon just based on the first six words of the beginning of one of Paul's letters. I think it was the book of Romans, the letter of Romans, just the first couple of um, words where he says, I, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. And then, okay, this is going to take a while, right? Just on those couple of words. And, you know, while I'm nowhere near that, I did find something out that, was, that is quite interesting about Paul's introduction uh, in the letter to the Philippians. Now, you may have heard this already, but the word servants in the first verse in today's passage is closer in meaning to the word slave. So he says, Timothy and I, servants of Jesus Christ, what he's actually meaning and saying is, slaves of Jesus Christ. Now, this introduction um, of servants, but you know, the closer meaning of being slaves is also found in the book of Romans uh, or the letter of Romans uh, and Titus as well in these three books um, and or letters. Now, the NIV, ESV and the NASV, NASB uses the word servant. Uh, for all these the, these three introductions. One uh, that I really have come to love, above, almost above all the other translation, the NLT uses the word slave, which all commentators agree is closer to the original word. So Paul calls himself a slave of Jesus in the book of Romans, Titus and Philippians. But in the book of Romans and Titus, he follows this, I, a, a slave of Jesus Christ, he follows this with his apostleship. He also called, refers himself to as an apostle of Jesus Christ. He uses that title and claims uh, that title. In today's passage and in the letter of, to the Philippians, he calls himself and Timothy slaves of Jesus, but omits the apostle title. And I believe Paul is doing this on purpose as he sets the scene uh, for one of the biggest themes in the letter to the Philippians, which is humility. He models humility from the very get-go, even as he introduces himself in the first couple of words of the letter as he is greeting people as well. Now, you also have to remember that this is a personal letter. It is not an article to be published in, in a journal. It is not a paper, it is not a thesis or a dissertation. You can sense Paul's uh, personal intimacy throughout the letter in the way that he regards and talks to the Philippians. And I'm sure Paul didn't like, you know, plan out the letter thinking, you know, I'm gonna talk about humility. So, you know, I wanna, I'm gonna ease in the, the, the ideas and from the beginning it's going to be really cool and you know like they're going to study this and recognize it 2,000 years later you know I'm pretty sure he didn't do this it's a personal letter he was talking and sharing right um, Paul begins to teach by showing 
what he is, showing how he is in the way that he is being, right? And he's not even modeling because the word modeling conveys a sense of fakeness, right? If you have a model train, it is not the real thing. It is way smaller, it is to scale, it is, you know, not the real thing. So he's not just modeling. Um, he is showing what he already is, how he is living. He is going to teach um, something that he lives and breathes. And he does that even in the first couple of words of the introduction. And this even comes out, right, uh, as he um, greets the, the people that he's writing to as well. So Paul's introductions are usually long, uh, except in the book of Galatians, which is you know, re, uh, short because he's in a hurry, right? They, they have a lot of wrong misunderstandings that he's trying to correct. Now, as he begins to greet the people that he's writing to, in this uh, passage, each phrase and sentence is so filled with content and heart. Paul basically turns his greetings into prayers for the people that he writes to. Now, how often do we intend to pray for someone? Or, um, you know, we, how often do we promise to pray for someone? And then, you know, we pray and then it ends up like, you know, we kind of close our eyes, we think about that person and say, God, help that person. Right? And then we start praying for ourselves right? or our own things. Now, look at the way Paul writes as he thinks about the Philippians, uh, the people in uh, Philippi. He says, I thank God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for you, I always pray with joy. And then, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound. So how definitely encouraging is it to read the very words of prayer from someone who said they love you, they will pray for you, they are, are, are promising to, uh, to pray for you, to read the very words, right? In a format that you can go back to and read again, right? I have people that I regularly ask for prayer, people that I serve with, people that I respect, uh, people who I consider my prayer partners and my intercessors. And I have one person in particular who at the perfect time, the best perfect time, will text me long text messages, multiple text messages, one after the other, of their prayer for me. Right after I've asked them. Sometimes even when I don't, they sense that I need prayer, and they do, and they text it to me, right? They don't just say, I'm praying for you. I mean, they do, but they actually text it to me. I have it on my phone still. I can save it. I can read it, and it is tremendously blessing and encouraging. So what we see, a, a, a way of how we can be an encouragement, even as we introduce and greet and relate to people of how sincere we can be in our relationship. So how do you introduce yourself and how do you greet people? That is a question, these are questions for us today. So two things for us to consider and to do today, I think. The first is how do and how should you introduce yourself? How do and should you greet people? Is it about your identity uh, in your mind that you emphasize or is it about God? Do you emphasize God in your identity? And the second uh, is what I ended with is let's practice greeting each other encouragingly. 
practically. Uh, for example, to write a note. Uh, it can also be typed, I think, this day and age. Um, a greeting to someone in the way that Paul does. To write or type a prayer for someone that you promise to pray for. So for someone who maybe they haven't asked for your prayer but has been on your heart and you are praying for them, but send them that prayer. You know, you can call them too, but I think it's even more powerful when it's written down so that they can read it again and again, maybe even years and years later, like we do with Paul's letters as well. Amen. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for mentors uh, like Paul even, uh, who lived, you know, 2,000 years ago and whose words we read. And words, not even to us directly, uh, but now indirectly, um, teaches us, uh, guides us, and even mentors us. I pray, Lord, that we will have the same kind of heart uh, as we greet uh, and as we build our relationship uh, with the fellow members in our body. Help us as tools um, of blessing, channels of encouragement and strength as we greet and pray for the people around us. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This program is created Stepping in closer, see